Hey, Chibi here. Before we get into tonight's broadcast, I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to tune in and listen to our conversations. It means the world to us that you want to spend some time getting to know poets and hearing more poetry. So if you've enjoyed what you've listened to so far, please make sure to hit that subscribe button, share these episodes, like and review us wherever you can so that we can keep bringing you more amazing content. We have so many conversations that we've already had that we want to share with you and we can't wait. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us here on a Thursday afternoon. This is the second installment of the Blah Poetry Spot Presents Words and Shit, where every week we bring you an intimate performance and interview with a poet. Um, this is to help get so that you guys get to know the person behind the poetry. Uh, I'm so excited for tonight's uh, event. So uh, again, I'm very excited. My name is Chibi. Uh, I'm here to help host this event and guide us along, but we have a special guest host coming to you this week, uh, this week, all the way from the south side of San Antonio. Dominique is joining us. Dominique, where are you at? How are you doing? Hi. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, so why don't you take it off and introduce our poet. What we're going to do is let our featured poet this week do a segment of poetry and then we'll get into the conversation and have some fun tonight, shall we? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So many of you may know her as Vocab, but Andrea Vocab Sanderson is a San Antonio native. She is the co-host of Second Verses Open Mic and serves as the writer and community for Gemini Inc. She's the winner of the 2019 People's Choice Award, awarded by the Luminaria Artist Foundation, formerly known as the Artist Foundation of San Antonio. Her debut book entitled She Lives in Music, published on Flower Song Press, was released on Valentine's Day this year. And her album, She Tastes Like Music, is available on all streaming platforms. Vocab is the first African-American poet laureate of San Antonio and will be serving the city from 2020 all the way till 2022. In conclusion, <laughs> she would like for all the G's to remain up in uppercase. Y'all give it up for Miss Vocab. Yeah. You want no G's up, never freeze up. <laughs> we don't ever freeze up. Mm -hmm. I don't know when I'm in this thing. Am I in this thing? Start. So we can hear you. We can't see you. There you go. Boom, start video. Ooh, she's on the beach. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Living that <laughs> island territory. Tropical Ivy Vibes, man. Greetings from the northwest side of San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna bounce out of here, vocab. You do your thing. Give us a you know a few poems. Do your set. We're excited to hear your work. Go for it. Cool. Um, how long is my set? Should I just do four poems and call it a day? Yeah, yeah, whatever you feel like. You know, three to five poems, fifteen okay. twenty minutes. 
Cool. Thank you. So, so thank you everyone for uh, joining us this evening. I'm sure you've been thanked by our hosts. I heard them. Thank you. But uh, <laughs> I also want to add in that uh, Dominique co-edited my book. Uh, she didn't throw that in there. She should have just inserted that into the bio. I'm one of those people with when I'm reading people's bios, I insert whatever the heck I want to say into their bio. I don't care what they wrote. So <laughs> but thank you so much, uh, Dominic. You've been such a sweet, um, gentle, sweet, help, helpful, angelic presence in my life. And Chibi, you have been more than, I, I just, I'm so happy we're friends still. Um, I remember meeting you years ago and just falling in love with your personality and now I've had a chance to fall in love with your work uh, as well because you are dynamic and charismatic and you have such a beautiful platform that you take and champion lots of rights so um, your hosts in and of themselves are forced to be reckoned with and then you know it's cool that they they um here I'm trying to adjust my light even though it's kind of weird to see a light shine on me but it's like tropical vibes coming in you know I tried to add some some more ambiance and lights and things I want to start off with reading um one of my national poetry month poems that I wrote it's so brief um it's only a few lines I came up with a, a prompt called mountains I faced um and so this is the poem that I wrote from Mountains I Faced. It started with a mustard seed, spoken at the jagged cliff of what seemed insurmountable obstacles, when I realized if I could climb the incline, then I could command the rocks to be cast into the sea. We're facing so many hard times right now, uh, and we need a lot of faith just to make it through these times. But I want to encourage you to speak to the mountains in your life um, and tell them to move out of your way because you have purpose. Um, anybody who feels like they're on the edge of giving up or they just are losing their will, they want connection. Um, the, this community is here for you. Poets here are here for you. I'm, I'm definitely here if I can offer a listening ear um, and try to find a way to express yourself, even confound in in the space, in the limited space that you have. Um, find a way to get some expressions out of you and and watch art move watch art make room for itself in your life um, I'm gonna start out with a piece that's a little it's actually a little heavy and it's crazy because I just opened my book and it went straight to the page of the poem um, so as as it was said my, my first book that just came out uh, in February she lives in music uh, really really happy that I was able to get this book done and and um, get get published, uh, such an honor. So, and the story of how it all happened is kind of crazy and very much, I know that it was divinely orchestrated in my life. Um, I believe in the power of, of God and, and, and Jesus has just really opened a lot of doors for me. And I know everybody doesn't profess that faith, but I'm just letting you know that's like my center. I come from a place of love. So this first poem is called The Opiate. Um, I wrote it, because it's about loneliness. <laughs> and I felt it was fitting to start with this piece because we all use our coping mechanisms to deal with our loneliness. And so this, this poem is about how people use their coping mechanisms to deal with uh, all the things that they're dealing with, you know. Oh, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> use lonely, they use coping mechanisms to deal with their loneliness and just, just issues that they're going with in their life. So the opiate, that's why I get for talking too much. <laughs> 
She sips lonely like it's freshly brewed. Never stirs in sugar cubes, vapors rising from percolating emotions and steeping memories. She drinks this cup empty. Friendliness seeping from her laugh line, smile sinking into a steaming hot liquid of bitterness and wrinkles. Her nose crinkles like soggy tea bags from the toil of trying, trying to be kind, trying to unwind, trying to find segues for small talk. She just stalks around, strained like sap. She wants to relax, but she spews words haphazardly. Her personality doesn't shine like it used to. Thirstily, she keeps sipping cup after cup of this bland brew, waiting for a robust flavor to burst through with the desire to pour out like the spout of a boiling kettle, but simply not remembering how to. And he, he breathes despair like it's filtered shorts, <coughs> chokes <coughs> on carcinogens at the thought of divorce dispersing ringlets of sorrow from puckered lips, clouding the air with remorse. He wants to kiss the butted lips of his wife. He wishes she would interrupt with each puff, but strife has built into the silence. Life has knelt into the silence. Nowadays, silence. Yeah, that's the only thing that escapes her eyelids. No sparks strike with the matches that gather in the ashtray. He's running out of words to say, running out to buy yet another pack to smoke away his breath. He fears and inhales. Nothing is left. With the last drag exhaled and the cigarette laid to rest, a cancerous path to his grave is paved in cherry embers and gray ashes. And she, she bleeds love like it's fiercely cut, razor to the fragile flesh, wrist dangling up. Her arms drip out the bloodied sound, her words will never speak. She slashes to get in touch with reality, but only feels the fluid from her body leak. Self-loathing crashes into her memories. She weeps suicide like it's an idle prayer from her sacred eyes. Hallelujahs dripping scarlet onto her naked thighs. L limbs. Limbs, they are juxtaposed like a marionette doll waving goodbye. But she, she will never cry. He laughs, lonely, jokes freely cracked, scrambled, and fried. His feathers are puffed with pride. He clucks, mouth agape, gape, head tilted back, like a hen hatching heavy chuckles from an even heavier heart. Finishes first impressions with the false start cause he's a rooster crowing, irony and puns into every one of his punchlines. He pecks away at people with cynicism and insults that leave his truths undefined. Cold shoulders and snap judgments polish his humor refined. Smearing yellow yolks, he plays the dirty dozens to pass the time. You will always find him stepping on those same eggshells that blow up in his face like landmines. So that's that piece, super heavy. And some, some things, they don't have a happy ending. And that piece doesn't have a happy ending for any of those people. And uh, I wrote it just to show that you know, some people are sometimes stuck in their cycle of um, kind of hurting themselves 
in, in the effort to try to get close to people, sometimes we, or, or in the effort of uh, just trying to cope, have our coping mechanisms of dealing with our sadness and our loneliness, we alienate people further. Um, and it's unfortunate. And I guess the piece, the point of that poem is, you know, showing how people alienate themselves with their coping mechanisms instead of uh, trying to reach out past them. Um, I'd like to give you guys an identity piece um, about myself. It'll, whenever I get to do the Bad Mama Jamma remix, uh, which is my theater production, I will do this, this piece again, uh, but I wanna do it for you now. It's called I Am The Remix. Uh, music is such a big part of my life. And I realized that um, a lot of my pieces, so many of my poems have metaphor of music involved in them somehow. And if, even if they don't, they have like this rhythmic flow to them and cadence to them um, that make you think of music. And so my father is a DJ. My um, father was also a sound engineer. So music has always been such a huge part of my life. And this is I Am The Remix. I am the remix. I am the remix. I am the remix. I am the version that my ancestors alluded to in the original. Soul-stirring vocal tracks stemming into my DNA, my bloodline was mixed and mastered this way. The echoes of my parents panning left to right, transplanting from mono to stereo sounds put together. I am vinyl, being gripped from the catalog before being laid down, then flipped on its side to begin the instant replay. Replay, because it sounded so good, you had to run it back. Mama, I carry the reverb of every word you pray in my southern tone. Like a Mahalia Jackson solo, I hijacked your smile, hit it underneath my cheeks. But I am big bone like my grandma jewel on my daddy's side. Her pigment and posture poised over me and I'll wear it like an album sleeve of pride. This artwork cover is glossy and fly, y'all. I've enclosed a bona fide discography. I hold my father's passion for music and it's swirling into my ebony calligraphy. He went crate digging with Miss Elizabeth Laverne back in 1981. Love was so cool back then that it's sly and the family stone slid its way into their soundtrack to produce me at the dawn of the millennial generation. So I flow alternating hits from analog to digital drop. I am a sample ripped from my parents' masterpiece, chopped into audio clips from Roberta Flack to the last poet spoken in native tongues. Can you hear the hand stroke on the drum? I am so Afro blue, part of you. I am the remix. I am the remix. I am the remix. I have become an anthem, a downloadable edible melody. I am a whirlwind of womanhood concealing a clandestine mystery. The matriarchs tasted a sampler of sound bites to create me, heavenly as manna from their mouth, but foreign tongues trip over the hip hop tempo. They are lost in the loop of eight tracks and downbeat rhythms, stumbling over the syncopation of my flow. I've been flipped over like a cassette. My head and gems have yet to be discovered discovered, speed it up a hair, cross fade and find a new instrumental, mix me with it like a dope dance track being born on the turntables. My meter is smooth and smothered in soul. The Bantu and the Shango know, so I have elevated 
through the ancestry, laced with the beat of the bongos. I am the fables that ancient orators spoke of centuries ago, timeless as golden oldies and Negro spirituals. My jeans swing a lindy hop, phonograph the ragtime in my spine, crank up the bebop in my hips a notch. I am a jazzy lass with a splash of uncensored lyrics leaking out from my lips. Every part of my anatomy is stamped explicit. I am the remix. Can you hear it? Hear me roar from the ceiling to the floor. Let my version pour out the speakers thumping and giving you something so fresh, so real. I am the version of the original with mass appeal. I am the remix. I am the remix. I am the remix. So um, I want to do two more pieces for you guys and then open it up for just uh you know you guys to talk to me some i'm gonna do one of my pieces it's super short from um this national poetry month so i have a, a group online called invite to write which we'll talk about more in the interview segment perhaps um but i want to let you all know that it's an online facebook group and you're open to join it's called invite to write essay um there's an 18 and up group and then there's a 17 and under group so you know wherever you fall into there uh, this piece, I renamed it Cycles. Originally, it was called Kiss Goodbye, but it's called Cycles. I will archive our last moments under the blood moon. I walked you to the laundromat knowing I would soon cycle you out. Sort through the mismatched garments of our incompatibility, finding all the reasons why we didn't coordinate. Over time, the wrinkle of disapproval began to etch worry lines into my forehead. The last place you kissed me before I said goodbye. That was about me breaking up with this guy on a blood moon back in 2015. All right. <laughs> I, like, uh, I like to break up sad moments with this little bit of humor. I know you're probably like, wow, bro, God. yeah. Sometimes you got to be gangster with it. Um, you know, sometimes you're just not compatible with people and you just... You let you let relationships go. Um, let me see. What do I want to close with for you guys? I think that I don't want to give you any more heavy pieces. This piece was on my heart to do, but it's heavy, and so I don't want to do heavy for you guys. I will end with something else that's on my album. Um, I'm gonna do four wheel drive, and if there's more time later, I'll get back into it. But I doubt it. We'll just open up the floor for questions. Let's see. Moon aglow, halo, cloud-covered lover. You like the pathway, lead me to discover another melody. Midnight, summer breeze, I escape darkness into your delicate reach. Each time I ponder, let my thoughts saunter. You meet me at every intersection like GPS the way you encompass my direction. No more wandering, you pinpoint me to self-expression on the expressway, a blazing meteorite en route to a session. Whiz by, a speed and zephyr spit something clever tickle the ear like feathers cadence to the measure tether to my tongue feel it on the one release it on the two by the three i'm elevated in a stellar rear view started out on the interstate and i ended on the moon key in the ignition put it in the drive i know you'll be right there when i arrive something about this music keeps me alive you are the muse like the fuse for the sky 
Whenever I'm zoning, I can keep flowing. I can keep going. Gaze deeper into the lens as the volume ascends. We attend the horizon. Let the orchestra of nature begin. Rend the silence from the firmament and climb the scales. See beauty prevails. Notes trail ride the tail of a comet. Cosmic rays chase the shade away. A ballet of light arabesque across the darkness. The artist digests the visage, recants the display. And you can say that the majesty speaks to the reality around and you can hear the masterpiece from the speaker's bleed sound and the world goes down to slumber that's when my mind begins to design the wonders samples musical flavors and if you are what you eat i'm such a tasty creator i said if you are what you eat i'm such a tasty creator innovator originator smooth operator stage to the paper ink drips treasure thoughts from my lips yeah Four beats to the measure, four wheels to the right. My soul applies pressure, four wheel drive. For one to resolve it, for one to arrive. Imperfectly evolved, four wheel drive. Yeah, we about to take off. Y'all can come back in now. <laughs> Virtual claps. That was vocab, everybody. Yeah. Oh, I'm dope. Thank you for sharing both your your poetry and your music with us because that's absolutely like that's one of the things that makes you so amazing all the multifaceted ways that you uh, express yourself and your craft. So like, thank you, snap. Thank you. I'm clapping for you as you're snapping for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So we got a, we got a lot that we uh, want to talk because you are uh, a very esteemed person in our community and uh, have done so much over the years. Like you were saying earlier, we've known each other since, I think we met in 2008. So that's, that's a good 12 years that we've known each other. Um, and you've uh, been a San Antonio native for... Birth. 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 <laughs> I'm a Tell us a little birth. bit about that. Yeah, growing up in San Antonio, stay, being here in San Antonio. Like, what was young vocab like? Young vocab is, was much like old vocab. Um, I, I grew up mostly from the third grade on. I grew up on the northeast side of San Antonio. So same school, I mean, same district all the way through. Um, but I was born on the, I guess just the west side. It's whatever Wolfwood Hall, Wolfwood Hall is considered. Maybe it's, it's considered the west side, but I'm a military brat. Um, and like I said, my dad was a DJ. My mom was a preacher's kid. And so uh, I have a very interesting upbringing as far as my two parents. They got, they got married when they were like 17, 18 years old. Um, they divorced by the time I was 13. And I just, there was a lot to deal with um, unpacking coming from a home with of divorcees. I mean, a lot of kids, the parents go through divorce, right? But um, I threw myself into art to deal with a lot of the issues that I faced as a young person. Um, just my spirituality, you know, um, and trying to, trying to find a way to like 
bring things together because I don't like keeping things separate, obviously. I don't know how to do that very well. So I get very sad. Like parts of me, like whenever I'm at a poetry reading and I'm like, I'm, I'm, sometimes I'm like, but I want to sing. I'm like, oh, you just, what you got to do is just write poems with music in it and then you can sing and you can do poetry. And then that, the way it satisfies the beast, because I'm sure you find yourself in that, that way, Chibi, as being multifaceted, like you bring theater into your poetry and being a part of the slam community has really helped you to be able to do that. And then, you know, you're a fashionable individual as well. So you find ways to overlap all those things. We can't keep it separate, can we? You just, we bring it all to the table, you know? And so that's, that's what I'm here to do. And I want to show, I guess, lead by example on how to, to do that. And so I started at a young age, just kind of being outgoing. Um, I mean, I've always been a fat kid, so people made fun of me. And I got to the point where I was like, I can either let this break me or I can just, you know, get over it. <laughs> and deal with it. And it's not easy. I mean, it's not like I didn't cry and have my share of, of what was me moments in, in this process of life, but people are not going to stop criticizing. So, you know, you just give them something to look at. That's why I feel about. I'm going to give you something to look at since you want, you want to make comments. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Formations. <laughs> No, so you mentioned that you were a military child, like I was as well. And in that vein, you move around a lot usually. Why did you decide to stay in San Antonio of all places? Uh, because nobody really does it. Um, I just wanted, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <clears throat> I started working at Juvenile when I was like 20, 21 years old. And I was like, I'm going to stay here. I told myself that I would stay here as long as my mama was there just to watch out for her. My mother just retired on March 31st, which is really great. So I can move on. I can move around now, but I've been there 17 mm -hmm. and a half years. So I'm going to just finish my 20, what I'm going to do. Um, but once I, I got there and I got vested, I was like, I'm here. I've got this job. It'll have me a little, you know, retirement money. I'll start to, I started to supplement my income with doing artwork in I was like, everybody leaves San Antonio, but no one stays here and makes it a point to cultivate this scene. And I said, I'm going to stay in my city. Um, <laughs> yeah, mama retired. You're funny, Rooster. <laughs> um, I was like, I'm going to stay here and bring, and, and help keep the city vital, revital, like, everybody's like, keep San Antonio lame, like, or whatever, but I'm like, well, if what we do is lame, then so be it, then I'm gonna bring all the lame to the table with art, mm -hmm. art events and stuff, you know, so that's, just me, I made a decision to stay here, I didn't want to leave. So you talk about, like, you wanting to cultivate, uh, cultivate the city, you know, and cultivate the arts, and we'll get to what you're doing uh, to do that in a minute, but I'm curious to know, who was it that cultivated you? Who were your inspirations and, and your mentors, you know, that brought uh, you to where you're at? One of them was Charles Peters. Um, he, is, he used to run a poetry spot here called Free Verse Fridays. Um, and when he, he was in a, he's in a group that was called, oh, Jesus, don't do this, Andrea. Don't do this. Okay, don't worry about it. But he's in a group. My brain went completely blank. But basically, they got a record contract and they took off uh mojo mojo family soul god dog it i can't believe my brain just cold. i've been having these moments where i blank out on stuff but anyways they got a record contract uh with beyonce's daddy and them and uh or solange and them something somebody all them and they they went off and so somebody needed to take over the poetry spot so myself glow and this guy named jeff reggie we took over uh free verse and then uh faye she was like i'm I, i've been doing this for a while i need to take a break from it so we ended free verse fridays and we just kind of you know there wasn't a poetry spot like a black 
you know, over nighttime, like, you know, because when you come to second mm -hmm. verse, we all see it. It's, it's kind of, if you, if you ever come audience, it's kind of like the club. It's like the club of poetry spots. You know what I'm saying? If you step in there, mm -hmm. you're kind of like, oh, let me put on my cute outfit. Oh, let me make sure I practice my poem a few times so I can get up in front of this couple hundred people and, and bring it. Yeah. You know, you don't want to step in there all whack. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and that's not to say that, you know, but Imran, but just the point of, you know, so he helped mentor me. Uh, I have some friends that probably would be shocked to know. I have a friend named Lawrence Scott and a, a friend named Brandon Graham. And I was in a rap group with them called LSC. And I just watched, Brandon was like, I mean, uh, Lawrence was super charismatic dude. He was like, uh, he went to St. Mary's University and he was kind of over, um, was like his graduating class what is that senior class president like and he was like over the dorms and all like ra for the dorms dude is just involved in everything kind of like a male version of me but just doing the most all the time <laughs> you know and then he wanted to get into politics and he wanted to get into education and i just watched how he moved through circles and navigated space and like being a black you know black dude east side brother you know what i'm saying going into these very white collegiate spaces and carving a space for himself, making a name for himself. People like that and growing up in the church I grew up in, that, that helped to make me who I am. Well, you mentioned um, how, you know, being black is important in these spaces and um, not just is important, it, it's part, it's a part of what people see in you. Right. And like I'm black, that's the first thing you notice. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> one of the first things, you know. <laughs> and bringing representation to it in different yeah. art forms. Yes. Um, so with that, you, as I mentioned in your bio, you are not only the first Black woman, you are the first African-American, period, laureate, poet laureate of San Antonio. Like, how do you, how do you feel about carrying that? I feel blessed, like, favored and blessed, and I can't believe it. I wanted it. I wanted to. I, I wanted to be the poet laureate someday. I didn't think it would happen this soon. Uh, Carmen Tafoya created this office, uh, this platform, uh, eight years ago or so. And there's been four other poet laureates. I'm the fifth one in in you know in this tenure of of, of poets. And um, to say that I don't have the formal education that any of them have, that I am also woman, also. Um, African-American that all of those things combined is like, how the heck did she do it? You know, and I just always point up, I'm like, it ain't me. Uh, and I realized with t coming into this office, it's not about me. And I think that's the people kind of like, eh? you know, and I'm like, it's, it's, I came up in an era, even though I'm a millennial, I came up in an era of, as a black person, you carry the weight of all of your people with you when you go places. And all of the people who have loved me, all of the people who have struggled, died, sacrificed, I carry them with me and I realize that. And it's part of where I draw my source from. Um, it's it's something in the, in the Bible, it's referred to as the cloud of witnesses and we like to call it ancestors and spirit guides and things of that nature. You call it what you wanna call it, but it's the act, the, it's the, the idea of this, their blood flows through me and I have to represent and their strength is inside of me and I know it is and I, I just have utter faith. I, I have complete faith in that because if I, if, I, if I waver from that faith, then I will be lost and devastated, you know? Mm. So you mentioned earlier one of the initiatives that you started uh, for National Poetry Month, Invite to Write. Yeah. Uh, can you talk a little bit about like what initiatives you currently have and what you have planned? 
you know, for what's, uh, what's to come in your two-year tenure as Poet Laureate. Cool. So thank you so much. So what, I, what I'm doing right now is Invite to Write Essay and Invite to Write Essay Kids. Uh, shout out to Rooster for making the banner for those. Um, JR is helping me hold down the Invite to Write Kids page. He is coming up with prompts pretty much on a daily basis. And I was giving prompts too. And I was like, wait a minute, this man is bringing these prompts too. And I was like, let me just let him hold it down and I'll just come in with prompts. I have some like on store, on, res on reserve, waiting to just dump into the page. And I've been teaching at a lot of different schools virtually this this month. I've already taught like at least three classes this month. Um, Advanced Learning Academy, Judson, and I'm teaching kindergartners tomorrow, y'all. I'm freaking out. Like, I'm like, Young Women's Leadership Academy. I'm like, first of all, they're not young women. They are babies. <laughs> they are <laughs> children. They are nowhere near yeah, women. No. <laughs> so I got to do that tomorrow. I don't know how to talk to kindergartners, but we gonna figure it out. Um, and they want me to do a poem called Rosary Beads, which is like, I'm like, that poem is somewhat, it's not explicit in any manner, but it's very adult as far as, and he's like, oh, they're very advanced young girls. And I'm like, what? They're babies. They're not going to understand what I'm talking about, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, and, and just, I'm glad to have some kind of influence in their life. So um, you can join these Facebook groups and I post a prompt daily and I have some hashtags associated with it. You can write the poems, you can do the hashtags. Um, if you ever just need a little bit more, you can always pop up in my inbox. And if I have time, I will definitely give other prompts or give a little guidance. Um, I also am doing the My Tongue Is Challenge, which Dominique, if you want to, if you, you're, you're invited to, to join me, even if you don't want to make a poster, I'll make it for you, but you can write if you want. Chibi's done it. Uh, Rooster's done it. I made Rooster's poem. Um, I made Rooster's, uh, poster uh joy i see joys in in this in this uh she's done it and so um yeah y'all welcome to all do it you just make a digital poster one to three lines uh the sentence starter is my tongue is i have almost 250 poems wow. uh, digital posters yeah and they're from all over like wow. australia got involved in this because uh bro j and um oh gosh some other poets they've just they've all joined ariel ariel cottingham i was like what is her name come on andrea think so basically so, what you're saying is you are a global phenomenon <laughs> whatever man all i know yes. is i'm blessed to know people they it's people that have that kind of come into my path come into my life like i had a homegirl in atlanta that did it and she has lots of friends so when she posted it, all these georgia poets started getting on it then i got a homie in florida he got involved and then all these florida poets and it's just like these one degree of separation are just kind of asking and i've learned that in the past year and a half just to start asking for what i want and it, and it takes a lot of guts. It takes a lot of guts to approach people and ask for something. Thank God for the internet and texting. You know, it makes it a little easier uh, sometimes. But I've had to sometimes ask in person and people are more willing to help you than you think. That's all I got for that. Definitely. Oh, and everyone, um, I posted in the chat. So if you want to scroll up just a little bit, the link for the 18 and up invites right group so you can go ahead and copy and paste that and go ahead and join in so you can see the uh, prompts that she's been throwing up and that she will continue to throw up i'm sure and uh, also be just join in the community that she's building in that chat group and thank you for that vocab 
You're welcome. So let's talk a little bit about that community uh, that you just mentioned, Dominique. So as you said earlier, vocab, you, you know, like are an amalgam of different genres, you know, um, you did kind of like come up in the slam poetry scene, which is very performance heavy. You are an amazing page poet. You also sing and you are in B. So how do you navigate that? Like bringing the literary and the performance communities together? because I know there's often a, a split between the two, but you've managed to navigate the two. Yeah, and I'm bringing all y'all suckers into this, all these worlds. There will no longer be this divide between the literary poets over there and everybody else over there in the performance world. I also want to shout out um, the idea, or shout out Amalia Ortiz and Anthony Flores. They really, uh, they were the first local poets that I saw do slam style poetry. Uh, they came to what was then free verse, and we did, did like this regional competition of Poro Slam and, and some other multimedia groups and I can't remember oh my gosh all the names of these groups from like almost like 18 years ago but um they came and I was blown away by Anthony Flores I mean I'm sure you were blown away when y'all saw Anthony mm -hmm. Flores the first time speak um and, and Amalia and I was like whoa this is amazing uh and I was like I want to do what they're doing and so a few months later I started going to uh, Puro Slam but uh how do I bring these worlds together uh I think in my own work but also uh collaboration is my way of getting it done mm. um i like to bring artists in from different worlds and ask them to to, to do stuff with me so um and doing projects with them so like um, amina deshay i have a group with her um i used to be in a multilingual hip-hop group called blend phonetics um I've been in a reggae group before, I've been on slam teams, and I try to bring music into those things, and then I put on events where I'll bring in poets for some of it and musicians for other parts, and just, you know, see what happens, and, and I encourage people to talk to other folks, I'm like, go talk to these musicians, poets, go talk to them and see, and then I start getting in people's ear planting seeds, like, you know what you need, you need an album, now go away, now come back a couple weeks later, hey, have you thought about what I said about you doing an album, yeah, yeah, you know what you could do, you could put some singing on there, you put some on there, if you need me, I'm here for you, and I just walk away and just, you know, <laughs> do stuff like you know, that. And, and that idea of collaboration is so prevalent in your work. Like if you listen to your album, almost every song on there, you've got, you know, uh, a feature of some sort, or you're like working with somebody else that's like, even though it's your solo album, you do such an amazing job of showcasing the talent of so many different people. So props to you for that one. Thank you. And they're all here. That's the great thing about it. except for Adelaide. She's in London, which is a blessing that I got to. And I was supposed to go to London, but like that was right when this, all of the things that I don't want to mention right now was ramping up and, and I just postponed my trip. And I was just like, I'm not going to be able to go over there because I'm going to get quarantined in another country. And although I would love to live in London, not under those, <laughs> you know, <laughs> she'll be so cute. He's like, mm -mm. <laughs> And shout out to y'all for this highlighter. I see y'all highlighters. Both uh, I mean, this is natural oily skin, okay? <laughs> it's doing something for you, though. That light is hitting you right. <laughs> Get it, boo. <laughs> I freaking okay. miss y'all so much. This is ridiculous. I want to hug people. All I want, when this is over with, I'm hugging the hell out of everybody. You just know that these hugs are coming for your lives. <laughs> Be ready. Be ready to receive this hug. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. I need some. Mm. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
Well, let's talk about that. You know, we had this later on in the conversation, but let's talk about that. What is the first thing we are doing when this shelter in place order is lifted? Like, what is the first thing on your agenda? What are you doing? Where are you going? Who are you seeing? Go. That, vainly, I'm going to get my nails done because they a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> they a whole mess, y'all. But after the nails, after the nails, I am coming for who is, you know, uh geez whatever the first poetry i feel like if it's i feel like it's gonna happen right before a monday and it's gonna be the most epic blah of the universe like they gonna lift this band over a weekend and they'll be like come monday night you guys can go back into public spaces and everybody gonna show up to blah on a monday like liddy like ah! <laughs> you know <laughs> so um i'm looking forward to um probably uh, we were talking about maybe we gonna do a we were talking about doing a poetic block party but I think we need to do a poetic block party, y'all. I think, and if we do performances, whippy do. Who cares about performances? But we need DJ Big Ant, Big Ant to get on the ones and twos, yes. and we bring covered dishes, COVID-free covered dishes, <laughs> and we need to just meet up and just and just chill and just jam. Yeah, and there needs to be a pool involved, so there's some chlorine. If somebody come in looking weird, throw them in the pool. <laughs> Watch yourself. Watch yourself. <laughs> no, no. So you mentioned you mentioned first thing you're gonna do is go get your nails, and then you're gonna see everybody. Um, so what are you doing in the meantime? So do you have like a routine going? I know you mentioned missing everybody. We all are. We're all in this, you know, one thing about the stay in order is that we're all in it together, you know, separately, together. Yeah, separately together. So how are you getting through this stay in order? Have you built up a routine? You got any show or movie recommendations? How are you staying sane? I've never, I've never been one to watch much TV um right before everything was coming into place i started watching a lot more like cooking network and hgtv but you know shout out to property brothers (laughs) (laughs) yo that's my jam i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) but i'm shamelessly addicted to hgtv except for house hunters like i i can't get with that you know like rich white people complain about the tiniest detail we're not doing that but Uh, but to answer your question I still work overnight so five nights a week I'm sitting inside of juvenile detention center except for when I I took off tonight I ain't going to that job tonight bump them tonight um but I still work five nights a week and it's it's kind of scary going in there because the population that they're bringing in uh, some of them we had a little boy that came in a few nights ago and he he some of the people in his apartment complex had COVID-19 and so he came in in a mask and everybody was freaking out like what the hell man um <laughs> they got him out of there though within a couple of hours they t- they sent that boy packing so um it's been hard to keep the population down we've been trying to keep the population down but we try to get them out of there as quickly as possible except for the violent offenders um but anyways uh aside from going to work uh, my parents have been coming over to my house and they don't really tell us ahead of time they're just coming over <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. So I've been spending a lot of time with my, I've seen my parents more in the past month than probably like a six month to a year time than (laughs) my dad, like every other day. Um, I've been doing a lot of 
uh, honestly, guys, I, y'all probably like, here she go with this again, but I'm, I'm gonna be real honest. Like I pray a lot. I don't know how people make it through stuff like this without their faith. I pray a lot. I watch a lot of sermons. I'm asking God for some direction because I feel like if we're going through this, it's because we were getting it wrong somehow and the world needs to figure out what we're getting wrong and we need to fix it because mm -hmm. if we can fix it, then we don't have to repeat the same mistakes. I feel like in life, you're doomed to repeat the same mistakes if you don't fix, change it up. Mm -hmm. And and so I've been searching my own heart, like, God, what do I need to change about myself? How can I be more loving? How can I be more about my purpose? And even in this time, people, are, it's, it's, it's crazy how many people have been like, well, vocab, can you write a poem? Can you do something? Say something? What do you have to say about this? What do you have to, people are always looking for answers. We want answers. We respect other people's opinion we always kind of have as individuals. And so I, I want to be responsible with what I say and intentional and knowing that, you know, my words are speaking life into people and maybe making the difference. And we all need to just think about the fact that our words have power within them, which is the part of the, my tongue challenge was the idea of getting people to think about what their tongue is capable of producing um, and speaking to the power of their own mouth, because we, we have what we say. Mm -hmm. and you've always been, go ahead i'm sorry you know no, you've always been super super conscious about how you affect uh you the, those around you in your community and i think you've always brought a a very positive light to every stage and every space that you inhabit so mm -hmm. uh you definitely you definitely live what you speak um i want to segue a little bit because you mentioned your uh your job uh you know you work five nights a week at a juvenile detention center like Talk a little bit about that because I don't think it's something that maybe a lot of people know there are aspects of your life. They see the performer, the poet, the singer, uh, but this is a significant part of your life. So how does that affect your work? How does that affect you? Like, uh, tell us a little bit about that side of yourself. Okay, sure. So I was talking to my friend Iman. Uh, Marco Polo is a great app. And I talked to my homeboy Iman on um, Marco Polo all the time. And I was like, I was telling him, a lot of people think of me, um, I'm going off of what people, other people say, I'm not like, you know, talking about from my viewpoint. A lot of people are like, Bogan, why are you so humble? Why are you so, you know, you do a lot and you're always downplaying, always bad, you know? And I was like, I was like, y'all gotta understand that what I do for a living, I'm the most overlooked individual in the building. People walk past me, I will be talking to them. They'll walk past me as if I did not speak. Maybe they can't even hear me. I'm, you can see me. People look at me all the time and just kind of disregard me. I'm you know, as far as the pay grade is concerned at juvenile, uh, I'm at the bottom of the totem pole. I, I have, I make more money than some people who work in there because I've worked there for years, but it's an entry level position. And I chose to stay in that in entry level position because I knew that it gives me so much freedom. I have a computer, desk, internet, all of that at my disposal. I've written books and albums sitting at that desk. I've written curriculum sitting at that desk. So even though I'm a full-time employee of Juvenile Detention Center, Bear County, I'm, I'm thinking about the art outside of the, those walls. And they've even hired me to come in through Gemini Inc. and do workshops with the kids there. Um, so I think about people that come from lower income communities. I think about economic oppression and, um, and just this divide between people based on skin color. And most of the children that come into juvenile detention center, they are brown and they are black. And it, it's, it doesn't, for, for African-Americans seeing that we're only six to 7% of the population of San Antonio, they make up 
a big portion of the inmates that come through or the the juvenile de referrals that come through they're not inmates because they, they it's a detention center not a prison but it's a prison i mean let's get real um it's a kid prison um so you know they make up such a big population there and and it's unfortunate and we got to figure out a way to reach kids so i'm very like when I, every night it it speaks more to my purpose of you've got to figure out a way to connect to young people and reach them before these streets reach them before um drugs reach them and this culture that just will destroy their their life and they'll never because some of these kids they don't see themselves becoming anything all they know is this hood life this trap life and they about that you know all the time um so one of the initiatives that i want to bring back to to circle back to one of your other questions which i want to revitalize youth slam um helping jr and whomever wants to we we do need people that are committed because it's going to take a lot of work and I don't know who, who all is willing to put in the work. I know JR said he wants to, but you need some people to come in and I will help as much as I can. Um, we're in an interesting economic situation. A lot of city employees were just furloughed, um, which is very unfortunate. They just come, came out with these stories of, of the furloughing that's about to happen, but they're still keeping their benefits, but just they don't, you know, so it's like, we don't know i don't know if we're going to be able to get paid but if I, if I can find some city money to help pay the people that are running the youth slam i i will i will do that but i want to help bring that back because it needs to happen young people need something oh no definitely and then like to go at a couple <laughs> of things because that was just a really like all-encompassing like you touched on so many important things in that answer oh. Like, um, but one of the things that um, I had wanted to ask was um, you mentioned that, yes, uh, African-Americans do only make up 7%, like 6 to 7%, depending on how it's fluctuating, of the population here in San Antonio. And you have so many, like, plans and, like, pending collaborations and initiatives that you want to enact, like, how do you feel um, about in your role as poet laureate um, and I guess having the confidence to address those knowing that you know you're the poet laureate of a city where most of the people living here can't like physically see themselves in you do you feel like that's gonna affect anything or how have you thought about that already yeah I feel like um <clears throat> whoever's heart is open they will receive the messages that i have um i feel like as poet laureate there's it's a little it's more it's an elevated platform but i feel like i will continue doing what i've, I've been doing uh and i don't you know maybe some different opportunities will open up along the way but i feel like anybody who who's followed my work uh they they say well, you were already doing it, <clears throat> and I, I cannot, sorry, I honestly feel like I was already, already doing these, these works, because it's the role of a, it's, it's, it's simply to celebrate the art, the literary arts, promote the literary arts, and create events, and I, that's what I do, you know, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop doing it, if they give me a little extra money to help me do it, great, if they give me more press coverage, because I'm gonna do it, great but whether i got this position or not it was like i am going to do this work and i'm going to try to 
create, um, I, when I write, when I write the pieces that I write, when I sing the songs that I write, sometimes I worry going in front of different crowds. I'm like, I know I'm about to go in front of like this all white crowd and do this piece. And I'm always like, uh, how are they going? Are they going to be able to get with my hip hop rhymy, you know, black girlness? And then I go in there and do stuff and they're like, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I never know. Like, yeah, people, people love soul. And that's what I think they're connecting to. It's the soul. Like, I'm I'm a soulful person. I mm-hmm. I come from like I said I come from a place of love and spirit and I feel like because the desire is inside of me to connect, I come when I when I put it out there, I feel like people get that. They 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 find themselves wanting to connect to it even if it's something that's different out of their wheelhouse. I feel like they're open to it. Um so yeah, that's my answer to that. I think there's one to go back to, but I can't remember what it was right now, but it'll come back to me. Oh yeah, with the My Tongue is Challenge. This I just want to say this real quick. Um, so the My Tongue is Challenge with those while well, all those digital posters, I am talking I talked to the city, I've given them my proposal already, which they seemed excited about. They said they that's what their exact words were. We're excited about your proposals. And I don't know what that means if they if they really are or not, but um they I want to turn it into a digital gallery. And so there's several there's a couple of galleries that I propose to them that we can put them in but I basically want to get some flat screen TVs and just run it like you know a slideshow and I would like to have a big art gallery opening where people can come and view these poems that they wrote while we're kind of in quarantine stay home mm. you know? so that's what I want come to come through poetry and technology yeah. <laughs> again the intersections you know like bringing it all together why keep it separate i'm curious because you know, like you talked on it earlier like i'm a gemini and that's why i can't just do one thing what is your star sign i'm a sagittarius your polar opposite hey <laughs> all right all right so we only got a couple minutes left let's uh get into a quick lightning round we got a couple of questions here on like your favorite or your best of things so your favorite song favorite song Oh, oh, let's go with, oddly, The Carpenters. Um, Why do birds suddenly appear whenever you are near? Just like me, they long to be close to you. (laughs) The irony. All right. Favorite of your songs that you've written and produced? So if like somebody out there needs to, yeah, what's your favorite, your song? Right now, my favorite song is String Me Along. Ooh. Off of this latest project. I, I, I put work into that song, guys. And I invited the guy that mastered my album, I invited him to do the talk, the talk box. And I was like, can you Kanye my joint? Can you T-Pain my joint? And he was like, what? I was like, come on, do, do, the, do the little box. You got the little box cord over there, the little, the little plastic tube. I was like, I need you to Roger and Zap this joint. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. <laughs> all right. And remember, all of her music is available on all streaming. So go check it out. Yes. And thank you, Lady Die. That song is Superstar by The Carpenters. Mm-hmm. Um, so next question. Favorite gift? that you've ever received or given? You know, both, both. Go ahead and answer both. Or both, yeah. Doobie doo-wah. Okay, so my favorite gift that I've received, my friend Tamara Adira made me this necklace 
um, with this black feathers. And I wear it to a lot of my photo shoots. I know people probably like, why don't you go and get another necklace to wear to your photo shoots? I love that necklace so much. Um, it, it means a lot to me. Um, she, she gave me that. Um, my favorite gift that I've given? E. Oh, man. You know, oddly funny, funny story. Mm. My friend was going through some, some, she was going, I have my, my best friend, Dulcie, that lives in Houston area. She was going through some stuff one time and I just surprised her and emailed or mailed, I, I emailed her, I mailed her uh, a MAC lipstick. I, I, you know, bought a lipstick on MAC and had to ship to her house. And that meant, that meant a lot to me because I just, I love giving people cosmetics. It's just like, a <laughs> I'm giving you many cosmetics over the you years. You have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Z in, <laughs> in the chat said the best gift you've given is your poetry to the world. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to second that. Uh -oh. All right, last one. Best advice you've ever received? Best advice I've ever received? Pray. <laughs> Final answer. Pray to whoever or wherever, whatever you believe. All right, all right. So uh, thank you so much. This has been a phenomenal conversation. I think we've all learned, grown uh, and learned so much more about you and the amazing work that you do. Um, uh, if you would, please, can you close us out with one more poem or piece or work? Oh, Jesus. Okay, here we go. Opening my book. Yeah, I should do that piece. Okay, let me find it. Okay. There must have been an angel by my side. Something heavenly led me to you. Look at the sky. It's the color of love. Hips, full lips, and suit sang. Silken slip dress and slick back hair, freckles and flesh. Every memory associated with your melody seduces me. The way you undress, sound slowly and glide your voice into my earlobes. That is to say, I cannot stop listening because I am delighted by the sensations you cause. My heart holds no applause. My voice lauds with you. I shower you in praise. Shade adieu. Everything about you is on a pedestal in my mind. I can find no reasons to refrain. You braise my soul with your sauce. You tempt me to skinny dip in these emotions and I could swim laps around your soulfulness. Your eyes are my personal lost and found. I rotate your track listing body, rolling my torso to your baselines. I close my eyes tightly, furrowed brow, folding like Venetian blinds, shutting out the sun. Your voice takes me dark. Let's embark on this mood together. My fingers snap along to the cadence. I am moaning for your moonlight. I am a bloodhound sniffing out the pureness of your residence in any room. When I pick up your scent, I am rent as the heavens like rain on a sunny day. I am an addict since every yesterday that comes before today. So on a Sunday, I sway. On a Monday, I await. On a Tuesday, I play. On Wednesday, I replay. On Thursdays, I sway. On Friday, I 
wait on Saturday. All I can say is, look at the sky. It's the color of love. Andrea Vocab Sanderson, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Uh, you've been fantastic. So again, all her music is available on every streaming platform if you're interested in listening to it. We had it playing earlier before we started her latest album, but definitely go find it on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever streaming platform you choose. Um, pro tip, if you really want to support her because they get paid on listens, you can every night put her album on repeat and put the volume all the way down and go to sleep and just let it play so that she racks up that commission, girl. Come on. Uh, if somebody wants to find your book, where can somebody find that right now? So they can get it off of Amazon, but if you want to maximize the, the support uh, of my press, you can go to flowersongpress.com and pick up the book. Um, press.com so that is in the chat flowersongpress.com I totally hear you because like with Amazon like whenever somebody buys one of my books off of Amazon I get like two dollars so yeah I go directly to the no go directly to the publisher flowersongpress.com her albums available on iTunes Spotify or any streaming platform or also I'm putting this in the chat right now um, as always, you can uh, donate to Write Art Out, the nonprofit organization that puts on uh, these events. And anything that you donate tonight is going to go directly to Andrea Vocab Sanderson uh, to help her as a working artist. Uh, so please, that's in our cash app. It is dollar sign Write Art Out SA. That is correct. Uh, thank you so much also to our co host this evening, Dominique. Wherever you went, thank you so much. We love you. And thank That's you for true. bringing a different voice. Snap, 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 snap. She's so cute. You're the cutest thing. Um, yeah. I want to say thank you to hosting me, the two of you. Y'all ask amazing questions. Y'all have been wonderful, heartwarming hosts. Uh, Y'all gave me warm, warm fuzzies for the past hour. So I thank you so much. And thanks to everyone who attended. Y'all are beautiful human beings. Even though I can't see your faces, I love you so much. Know that I love you and that I'm praying for you. And then we're going to come out of this thing and party. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So Andrea Vocab Sanderson, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. And we will see you next week. That was our conversation with Andrea Vocab Sanderson. If you're interested in getting any of her work, you can find it on her publisher's website, flowersongpress.com. And if you've liked the conversations we've been having so far, make sure to hit that subscribe button, like, rate, review us, tell a friend, share it on the internet, whatever you gotta do, because we're gonna be bringing you some more amazing interviews and poetry from poets from all across this country. Next week, we're gonna have South Texas poet Vincent Cooper joining us. So make sure to tune in, subscribe to this podcast, so that you can get to know the poets behind the poetry. <laughs>